They say, when you are living in accordance to your sole purpose, it should feel very uncomfortable, and walking it can make you squirm, because your soul has never walked that path before. The Uncharted is supposed to evolve us, but the things that enable growth back to our core essence are so damn uncomfortable, and at times they can make you squirm. So squirm, be uncomfortable, let go, but most of all, allow, and eventually you will arrive at liberation. Three years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night to one of the craziest dreams I've ever had. It was about a massive snake. I was sitting on a couch. This massive snake started to make its way towards me along the top of the couch. There was some random girl in the background of this dream. She was dancing with another snake. As the snake is starting to approach me, and I'm like, you better get this thing away from me. Normally, I would have definitely shut this down, but the semi-lucid part of my dream where I could control my emotions, I slowed myself down and allowed this massive snake to come down and go up the back of my shirt. It started to slither back and forth up my shirt, only making it halfway before I could no longer take it. You know that feeling when someone breathes in your ear, tickles, and it makes you arch your back? Yeah, that feeling. I felt that in the dream so strong where I was arching my back so hard and then I immediately woke up as soon as I shut it down. I woke up and my back, my actual back, was arched just as it was in the dream. I could feel those sensations that I felt in the dream in my physical body. This was the night my kundalini energy woke by the serpent. I started doing these voice recordings probably mm, a year ago into the journey. I journaled mostly at the beginning, just on paper. And these voice recordings are like a new addition this last year and uh, I'm so glad I started doing it. And the reason I started doing it is because it was getting so hard to just write. My hand would get tired because I'm not used to writing. and. I was kind of just lazy, honestly. I was really lazy and I knew that it was so quick to voice text. I was thinking, oh, I can really talk fast my voice text messages, so I might as well just voice what I have to say as a message and just have it written down for me. That's what got me here, guys. And I remember thinking the first time I did it, this is so weird. This is so weird. We're like conditioned to not be weird. We're conditioned to just fit in. There's something really fun to find on the other side of weird. And it's called you. So be fucking weird. Talk your thoughts through, man. If you're angry, talk it out. And then it's gone. It's like, bloop. You just listen to yourself and you're done. This one is going to be different. I'm going to split it up into three parts. Because there's a lot to cover on what I'm about to go deep into. Alright, first things first. I am going to talk about Kundalini. Because the kundalini is heavy in action in my life right now. Kundalini. This is a very sacred, spiritual, I hate the word spiritual, but spiritual, self-loving word. This is a self-loving word. This is a good word. 
I want to cover just briefly a term called spiritual awakening just so you have a very basic understanding of what I'm trying to talk about in this conversation. So a spiritual awakening is a term that we hear all the time now. Because I'm talking about kundalini, which is a kind of spiritual awakening. So spiritual awakening is a term given to describe a subjective experience in which an individual's ego transcends their ordinary, finite sense of self to encompass a wider, infinite sense of truth or reality. Spiritual awakenings can come in like brief awakenings, like uh, more simple, or you can have a very intense spiritual awakening. And it's hard to say what they could be, you know, what you're going through. Well, there's no levels, there's no understanding this realm with labels like that. The deeper that you grow, you do, you, you have more symptoms because you're more aware of things that are no longer serving you and what the body is now showing you. So you're aware and in tune with your body. So the symptoms can also be more aggressive and more in your face as you are more aware of your body. Some of the signs and symptoms that you can have if you are having an awakening, feeling disconnected or detached, you'll reevaluate your life, your beliefs, you become more of a dreamer, your dreams are vivid, or you remember your dreams. Dreams are just letters from your higher self in a symbolic way of showing you what's kind of your reality while you're awake. I am a huge dream person. I love to analyze dreams. More on that one day. You can have physical symptoms too with spiritual awakenings, just depending. They could be tingling or itching of the skin, hot flashes, headaches. You can go through kind of depression. You can lose interest in things that you used to love to do. Yeah, that's just some basic stuff. Kundalini is an energy. Every single person has Kundalini energy. If you have never associated yourself with um, spirituality or even self help, self-discovery, any of it, religion, and you have some weird things going on and it's made you kind of wonder and tiptoe in this direction of self-discovery, this may be for you so you can further understand what's going on. Years ago is when this all started for me. I knew that there had to be more. I mean, even though my conditioning said no, something in me, a piece of me, thank God, there was a glimmer of hope. So I started digging and finding anything I could do to help myself get out of this dark place, this hole. Slowly did things for myself that I hadn't really done before, you know, started doing different things for myself, paying attention to what my needs were that I had never really paid attention to. I'd never been trained to pay attention to them. I explored every route, honestly, deeply. And I finally stumbled upon the beautiful fungi we call mushrooms. I went so deep into study. I read every book I could find, every documentary, website, YouTube people. I studied this species through and through to understand everything about them. Because I didn't just take what I heard online as, oh, this is going to heal me. No, I wanted to learn why and what they do and where they come from and the history my personality. So I will share any of those books and things here too if you want to dive into that. Eventually, I came to the conclusion with my intuition and my logic. My logical mind and intuition had to merge and mushrooms kind of sounded like it might be a good idea. Now the old me 
right before this dark place, I would have never in a million years, I, I wouldn't even think about studying this, then doing them, no way. That was a no, 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 no. I'm not one to do that, nope. Anything where I wouldn't be in control, that would be a problem for me. So I could tell that I was um, making some progress in maybe healing that I would consider this or wanting to heal myself in some way. That's where this all starts is, hey, mushrooms. First part of this, I'm just gonna go over what happened to me, my experience. I went through a spontaneous Kundalini awakening years ago. At the time, I thought I had cancer, kidney failure, my body was going whack. If you're one of those people that's waking up, do you feel different? Do you feel like things are just not the same? We all want to blame it on COVID. COVID just enlightened us, made people think about things they never had time to think about because they actually had the time to think about them. That we got to sit at home and ponder things that are actually very important to us. So with so many of us sitting at home pondering the same things, we are tapping into our consciousness and we are opening up our mind to new possibilities that we never had tapped into before. And with so many of us doing that, there has been a collective. The collective is the species of human as a whole, is a collective. So the collective is waking up. For some of us that are going through this massive awakening, have no idea what is happening to us. No idea. Especially if you've never dived into spirituality or self-help, if you're not religious, this can be freaking frightening because you're probably wondering what the fuck is happening to you. I've had to get so clear with myself on what my intentions are for this podcast. It is so pure. I went through this alone. I didn't have any gurus, therapists, body workers, or a community, even friends. I had to navigate these waters alone. Nobody to guide me. And all of the content I could find online was either really woo-woo, and I hate to say that, I'm not trying to judge, but at the time I was coming from a super ego, opening my consciousness. It was very hard for me to find someone to relate to. I genuinely did. I asked myself, do I really want to put myself out there like this? Because it's very uncomfortable and vulnerable. have the potential to be completely ridiculed. When I say my intentions are pure, they're very pure. I did so much research about Kundalini when I first discovered that I was going through a Kundalini awakening. Everything I did discover online at first was very, I'm not saying this judgmental, promise that. To me, I was coming from this super ego into this spontaneous awakening and my super ego was just thrown out into the middle of the ocean. And a spontaneous Kundalini awakening is probably hundreds of ego deaths. An explosion of dying, essentially. I know that may be foreign for some people to hear what an ego death is, but I will get into that, okay? And so when I tried to search online, YouTube and podcasts, all those kind of things, the information out there is limited. I needed a teacher that would resonate with me, and I couldn't find anyone at that point. Three years later, I found a couple people that I will resource links to their YouTubes and things if you guys want to check them out. Going from being a Christian to all of a sudden questioning everything. I was like, this is just way too woo-woo for me at the time. So that is part of this intention is to just be a middle ground. 
in terms that make sense to you. The church kind of taught not to stray and educate yourself on other cultures and religions or even spiritual concepts. Like you weren't supposed to stray from just being Mormon. It's kind of sad because I remember thinking back then if I wanted to, the religion had kind of, I'm going to say brainwashed. Yeah, it was a brainwashing. It kind of brainwashes you to think that if you do that, if you even dabble in another religion, even just the educating part, not like you're going to take up this religion, but even just dabbling in education, that was a way that they would tell you that you are straying off the path and you're being pulled in by the devil or dark forces and you are being led by Satan off of the true path to God. So I never did. I never was able to break away from that mentality until I got way older and just didn't care about, you know, maybe if I was being led by Satan. But it's really sad that that's kind of something they made you think because you weren't even allowed to really, you know, have a perspective at all, like a broad perspective of all religion. That was just not really a thing you did. So when I went through this abrupt awakening, it really threw me off, really threw me off. It's not that I had been a Mormon or anything at the time, but I hadn't really known about other ways that things could be outside of Christian. So anyways, um, to bring some comfort to you, if you're going through this currently, I am still in the process of unfolding all there is this Kundalini energy. It's not over. Yeah, it's not over for me. I still deal with patches that are very tough, very tough. Sometimes I think I'm through some of the tough patches and I'm done with those. And then I hit a really tough patch. A typical rough patch would be, I don't really know how to label this in words that would make sense, has such a different language, man. If you would take a mix between being sick and wanting to like vomit when you're nauseous, but it's not very nauseous feeling, it's weird. So the kundalini energy that is said to be at the base of your spine, your sacrum area, which I'm gonna get way into this in the next episode. So bear with me, this probably doesn't make all the sense yet. We'll tie it all together in the next episode. I'm just trying to get my story out of the way first. And that energy goes all the way up to the crown of your head. And I'm dealing with blockages in my rough patch. Most times, I don't know what the blockages are. There are blockages in my energy field that could even be tied up to past lives. Yeah, I know. We're getting real serious now. But yes, so these blockages come up. And when it can't get through these channels, that is when things get really rough and uncomfortable and sometimes I don't even know until it's really bad it's like blocked up if you can think about like a a king toes you know and as soon as that thing comes out it's gonna just burst yeah like that kind of energy okay the average person that hasn't unleashed their kundalini has like a trickling water energy flow okay a trickle of water when you unleash your kundalini energy you're going to compare that from the trickle of water to a power hose, okay? So before the trickle of water, you know, wasn't really making that much pressure on any of your blockages as it was trying to flow through. So it's really not noticeable until it's really noticeable usually with health problems. But with the power hose energy, you are not going to get away from any of these blockages. They're going to be very in your face. And it's very uncomfortable for me. When I feel this, I kind of feel like I want to throw up, but it's not a throw up feeling. It's like emotionally like compacted, but like 
pressure and heaviness on your chest and my thoughts will get really crowded where I can't even be like myself I feel like and that's when I know I've got a lot of energy stewing in me because it's like trying to find a way out and then this energy starts making me create all these crazy thoughts because the energy is stuck in my head or wherever but sometimes it makes me want to just puke like I want to puke up emotions sometimes it's like the best way to explain the energy there's these things called cryas that my body will do where it looks like almost seizuring and they're pranic movements or energy movements. It's the energy getting stuck and it physically shows in the body and it looks like an exorcism kind of, it can be kind of freaky. I'm not going to lie. And this energy is so powerful and strong that you cannot control it. It's just going to do its thing. And if you try to control it, it becomes a hell of a lot worse for me. The emotions get so bad, you don't just let this energy flow out. So you have to kind of let your body just flop like a fish sometimes. So yeah, that's a rough patch. So it just has taken me kind of on a roller coaster ride. I'm learning how to observe the experience, really. Just observe it, because I never know what the next day will bring. Eventually, there is so many rewards getting through such a process which is complete connection and you are just living as your divine self and there's nothing that's going to bring fear or these emotions that we are all trained to have. Those are all kind of gone, like these darker, fearful feelings. You're living completely liberated once you make it through the whole process. And I'm going to share, you know, this journey from here on out. Like I'm, I've made it pretty, pretty far. But I think it will be good for those who need somebody to connect with if you're going through some of this right now that you can relate to. We can all support each other. And I'll be as transparent as I can be about it. It's kind of nice knowing now and understanding now why I had to go through this alone and navigate these waters. Clearly, someone or something thought I was able to get through this alone, knew I could find the strength in myself to get through it. And second, I think to dive deeply into educating myself on all of it. Now I'm here with you sharing this knowledge through personal experiences. So I believe that it's all meant for a reason. So what a Kundalini awakening can look like, what I'm talking about, let's just take Kundalini out of this. What I'm talking about, what it can look like so that if anyone out there may be going through this, can kind of pick out maybe that these are some of the things that they're experiencing too. I'm just going to kind of give you an idea of what it can look like. Um, like the physical symptoms and the body changes and all that. Uh, so yeah, the beginning physical body changes, like I had and still have, um, moments of major fibromyalgia that came out of nowhere. Um, never dealt with that before. So that's very interesting. You know, your life just falling apart. Um, Examples being like job loss or friends falling away from your life and family. Loss of drive to do things that used to make you so happy. There's a lot of physical things that happen. Heat flashes, so it can almost seem menopausal for women. Uh, Tingling sensations, ringing in the ears, like stomach upset from foods that used to be just fine for you, emotional kind of up and downs that you've never dealt with before. 
anxiety. It brings a lot of anxiety that's kind of foreign. It's a different kind of anxiety. I would get a lot of hot sweats in the night, a lot of that, a lot of sweaty nights. Being really sensitive around people and big crowds, like your energy is just very sensitive. You're picking up on things with people a lot more than you ever did and unable to be around certain things maybe that were just fine for you. That's a big one. There's just times of being in fog, you know, outbursts of crying from nowhere, like just coming from nowhere doesn't make really much sense. Yeah, that's a pretty good start to some of the symptoms, but there is a lot more that separate this from just a regular spiritual awakening. So spiritual awakening with just ascension symptoms, those can also be just that. But these are like some of the brief, I would say, less crazy symptoms of kundalini. So I can get into the more intense ones in the next episode. I really wish that I could have found someone who was barely bursting this ego open, you know, someone that I could relate to. I wanted someone that wasn't like 10 years away from already going through it. You know, it's like really hard to be like, oh, okay, in 10 more years, I'll be fine. I wanted something that was closer that I could really resonate with. Okay, this is the night of the kundalini, my friends. So the night my kundalini actually started to rise. I was dreaming a shit ton before the initial dream for my initiation. I was initiated by a snake. How cool is that? Well, it's actually just right on point because it said kundalini is a coiled snake at the base of your spine. So maybe it really is. By the way, when I was going through this, I had no, I had no idea what kundalini was and no fucking clue that a human being could go through such a transformation. Okay. No clue. So it's kind of funny because I kept track of all this, but did not know. Middle of the night, I was either dreaming or partially awake. I felt tingles like light electricity all over my body. I felt these start at the feet and progress upward, reaching my root chakra. They swirled around a few times. These tingles had a strong energy presence of positivity and cleansing. It felt almost as if my spirit totally filled the capacity of my body. For the first time, clearly, because never felt that before. But the dream was about um, all of these snakes, and I was terrified. Like, I hate snakes so much. So ironic that my name is a snake, but it's because of the kundalini. I was walking outside somewhere and remember there being a rattlesnake, which terrified me. I took another step and a little gardener water snake came slithering out. My first reaction was to also be scared. Something the snake did started to draw me in on this path I was walking. It was like outside on this random path. I felt some of my snake fear ease up. You know, my dreams just got really intense after that. Really, really intense, but yeah, now. What happened was I was going through a series of freaky things and I didn't even think really that it connected to microdosing, which is funny because hello, I think I was in denial really is what it was. I was definitely in denial because I don't think my ego really like appreciated this transformation. No, actually my ego hated it. Yeah, all of a sudden I had all these really weird things happening for like, you know, a couple weeks and I was like, fuck, I better like start journaling this because it's freaking weird. It's like not just a coincidence, you know? People need to talk about more if you're dabbling with this kind of shit because it's not something you should fuck around with. I'll tell you that right off the bat. 
don't fuck around with psychedelics. Be ready and have a freaking licensed doctor, like a clinic, if you're ever going to do it. I would totally say just be careful because this opens you up in ways that you don't know and it can be terrifying to deal with with the psyche, okay? That's what happened to me. Right off the bat, all of these memories came flooding back that I had no idea about. Trauma, 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 trauma. And it just unleashed hell in my body. And I had no idea how to handle it. So I had to slowly work my way through this stuff for years. Anyway, I'm going to leave you hanging. All of the other fun, juicy stuff that comes along with Kundalini. I'll cover all of the juicy details next episode. Anyway, in the meantime, be safe, my friends. Have a good weekend, and I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.